Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. So many places in the world to find great real estate, and today it's harder to find deals, but we're in a market where they seem to be everywhere, as long as you know how to look. And we've got a great couple of guests for you today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio show. I'm your host, Robert Helms. With me, as usual, it's our financial strategist and co-host, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. You know, a cool part about what we do is we get to travel around and people say, well, where's your studio? Well, okay, so we do have a studio, but we're not there very often. More often than not, we are on the road looking at places and understanding markets and going to events. And today, we're in a market that we've known for a long time, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, Phoenix is a great market for just a lot of reasons. And, you know, when you look at what's going on in the United States with respect to housing prices, cost of living, taxes, and now the new SALT provision in the income tax code, the state and local taxes not being deductible, you look at the people in California looking for a place to go where they can enjoy the kind of weather, especially in Southern California, that they've always enjoyed, the great infrastructure, uh, lots of things to do, pro sports teams, entertainment, shopping, uh, great medical. There's just so many things. And if you're sitting in California and you're looking kind of at the lay of the land in the Western United States, it's really hard to find any place better than the Phoenix Metro as a place to relocate. And as a result of that, Phoenix, along with Las Vegas, uh, Southern Nevada, has been the recipient of a lot of in-migration. And that's just one of many factors right now affecting the growth in this market. Boy, it sure is. And, you know, we come to this market fairly regularly, but not every single day. And so it's interesting when you know a market somewhat well. We've been involved from a real estate perspective in this market for more than 15 years. And to come occasionally and see the change, it continues to grow. It continues to be stable. And we continue to see opportunities. What has happened in much of the U.S., of course, is that cap rates have been compressed. If you're new to real estate investing, it just means that more dollars are chasing the same deals. And therefore, we have to pay more for a property and if the income stays the same, that means our return isn't as high. And we've seen that certainly in the greater Phoenix metro when it comes to multifamily and so forth. But there still are opportunities here. And I think part of what makes this a great market for real estate investors is the diversity of the economy, different types of jobs, different industries, and different socioeconomic levels. Well, yeah, Phoenix is the distribution hub of the Southwest. And with the growth of internet retailing, 
Uh, that's one of the factors. Uh, you've got a lot of merchandise that moves in through this marketplace and gets spread out all over the place. You've got great medical here, and you look at the silver tsunami that we talk about all the time and how baby boomers are aging and they're looking for a place that they can go where the weather is warmer and they have great medical. That's another huge factor here. In fact, one of the top areas of job growth is nurse practitioners in this particular market. Uh, and that's just a reflection of that healthcare, very vibrant healthcare industry here. So you've got distribution, transportation, uh, you've got uh, healthcare, of course, great weather. There's just a lot of things going on in this market that, that have it making sense. You know, if you look at some of the surveys that come out about best places to raise a family, uh, about where the rent growth is strongest. You get two or three different uh, cities or little metros within the larger metro of the Phoenix, you know, the sub-cities uh, that are on that list. Gilbert, Arizona is one of them uh, that comes up quite a bit. Mesa, Tempe, uh, some of these other markets down in the uh, southeast side of the valley and uh, others. It's just, it's it's a marketplace that is attracting uh, both corporations and families Individuals are coming here. Uh, there's just a lot of reasons to like this marketplace right now with what's going on in the rest of the world. And it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. And one of the things that's great about it is that there's still some room to expand. You know, normally as an investor, you think, well, that's, you know, if you add a bunch of inventory, then I don't get that appreciation. Yes, but it also keeps the rents uh, more moderated. And so there's, uh, there's, from an economic perspective, it just seems like this is a market that's got some room to run. So what does that mean in terms of specific opportunities for real estate investors? Well, our guests are going to tell us about that. Patty Hussey and Andrew Thruston have been involved in this market for a long time, as you'll hear, and they specialize in a unique part of real estate, which is they do property management, maybe not so unique, but they do a good job, but they also do construction, everything from rehabs to full-on construction to kind of the whole gamut, and they specialize in single-family as well as small multi-units, so not three or 400 apartments, but 50 or 25, or 18, and they've got a ton of experience here. When we come back, you're going to meet our friends from PJ Hussey & Associates today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. If you've been listening to the Real Estate Guys for a while, then you've heard about the legendary Investor Summit. Simply put, it's the highest level event we do, and the content, faculty, and attendees are amazing. If you're serious about taking your real estate investment to the next level, consider joining us. You'll spend more than a week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals, and you'll have a blast. It all begins June 11th, 2020 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more and get on the advance notice list. We'll spend two and a half days on land, learning and networking, then jump aboard a luxury cruise ship for more classes, roundtable discussions, great dinner conversations, and a ton of fun. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to hang out with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 18th Annual Investor Summit at Sea. Do you have a self-directed IRA invested in a syndication? Guess what? It's a ticking time bomb. Why? Because IRAs get hit with UBIT taxes, even Roth IRAs. Hi, I'm Damian Lupo, and we fixed this problem for you forever. It gets even better because using the EQRP, you can literally get rid of taxes from all of your gains forever and protect your nest egg. The EQRP is the best vehicle to get it done. IRAs can't do it, not even Roth IRAs. 
You see, UBIT happens whenever any type of IRA invests in anything with debt. Don't worry, even if your IRA is already invested in a deal, we can kill that tax. Our team at Total Control Financial is here to give you control of your retirement money and free you from that deadly IRA tax forever. Want to learn more about the EQRP? Send an email to eqrp at realestateguysradio.com. I'll email you my special report and send you a copy of the QRP book. Paying a 37% UBIT tax is stupid. First step to getting rid of that tax is to send an email to eqrp at realestateguysradio.com today. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Heard every weekend on this great radio station all the time at realestateguysradio.com. We're in one of our favorite markets today, Phoenix, Arizona. Let's say hello to Patty Hussey and Andrew Thurston. How are you guys? Great, thanks. Really good. Thank you for having us. Great to have you here. And uh, this has been a market we've loved for a long time. And Patty, you started out in banking and many years ago got into property management, the least appreciated and most important part of the real estate transaction. How did you land in property management? Um, I was trying to decide what I wanted to do and um, a friend had purchased some property and said, how about taking over and running this for me? And I said, "Mm, good idea. So um, that's where we went. And so we did property management for quite some time now. Yeah, and you know, you had had a background in banking, and so how much of that gave you the skill set you needed for the property management business? Well, obviously, eight years um, in banking and ending with balancing the whole entire bank gave me a good background in you know the accounting aspect, which is obviously a very important part of property management. Small piece of what we do, right? (laughs) Yes, definitely a small piece. So, Andrew, you grew up in a real estate family. At what point did you decide, hey, I think this might be interesting for me? You know, it's funny that you say that because I actually didn't want to go into property management. And so so growing up, seeing how hard my mother worked, I I actually kind of swore it off, uh, you know, kind of oddly enough. But, you know, over the over the course of time, I just saw so many opportunities to serve other people in this industry. And it just kind of drew me to it. I went into, you know, maintenance and renovation and, and you know, wore a tool belt for a long period of time, uh, actually helping my mom with her with her units. And, uh, you know, as we grew and developed, you know, I saw more and more opportunity to, to really serve the investor, you know, through renovation and started my own, you know, company. We, we started off as a, as a small renovation company called Handy Andy, as funny as that is, uh, you know, and then we, we, you know, migrated that over to rental renovators and now we operate under the DBA of PJ Hussey Construction, kind of bringing not only the property management, but the construction piece under one umbrella to be able to serve the investor, you know, more wholly. Well, this is a unique angle because most property management companies, they don't broker properties. They don't have anything to do with rehab other than maybe a crew they, they keep near the phones and they, they use third parties and so forth. But this really does make it almost a one-stop shop. Talk about how your process works when you find a property, you go through the construction side and then make the determination, is this a, would this be a good rental property or, or sell to retail? How does all that work? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's an interesting process. And we, we always start it by how can we best serve, you know, the client, you know, so we, we go into that process and say, okay, you know, let us come alongside you as a consultant, you know, from the, from the get go and see what the property needs. You know, sometimes you don't need a high level of renovation, you know, in this market, sometimes you, you pick up a turnkey, you know, investment and that, that high level renovation isn't needed. And so we can just focus on the need of, you know, how do we stabilize? How do we increase rents? How do we, you know, minimize expenses and, and just really dial in this asset for that investor. Now, on the other hand, if, you know, we come into a property, as we've all seen, and it, it needs 
let's say a little bit of love, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, bring our construction crews in, you know, we have full-time estimators, we have, you know, project managers, we have superintendents, you know, just like any construction firm would that what you would expect from them. And we, we bring along, you know, the estimates and our experience to say, Hey, what is going to be best for an investment renovation, not just a renovation in general, but how are we going to, you know, do this renovation for the long-term benefit of the, of the client. That's so important because so many folks who are flipping houses, they buy a property, they do as little as they can to get the right price and they move on. But you have to actually be prepared to hold this property for a long time. I mean, the property management company is the one that delivers the revenue that we all count on. So you must look at it with different eyes if you're figuring this could be in the company for years and years. Right. And we try to figure, you know, what would be the best in improvement to maximize the rent? Because obviously maximizing the rent is the focus. Yeah, there's a number of things that we look for in, in this economy and in the Phoenix market. Having inside laundry for whatever reason generates a huge return, you know, for our clients. And so, you know, converting, you know, the the common area laundry to every unit having laundry in house is is a huge return. You know, additional storage is a big one. So whenever we can take that common area laundry room and turn it into maybe a leased space, little nugget for the listeners there, uh, you know, we can turn that laundry room into a revenue source, you know, to say, hey, look, we can we can generate twenty-five or fifty dollars a month, you know, for this storage unit or or maybe convert it into two or three storage units. You know, and again, it's just one of those ways that we can kind of think outside the box, you know, to generate the absolute highest, you know, revenue and, and return, you know, for our clients. Yeah, excellent. Well, let's talk about the market because Phoenix has been a strong market for a long time. It's a big MSA, it's very diverse. Talk about the things that attract you to this marketplace and what you see the big picture is for Phoenix. Yeah, you know, obviously the, the Phoenix market is is to say on fire is probably, you know, a bit of an understatement. The the job growth, the you know, the just all the opportunities that are that are presenting here the development you know the the migration you know people coming in from outside of, of Arizona is, is just huge uh, read an article actually on my way to your uh, syndication you know secret seminar yeah we actually um, heard from our mayor that Phoenix has now taken over the highest migration uh, state in the in the country again all right uh, so I mean we obviously that teeters you know back and forth with a few other markets in, in the in the US but you know Phoenix is definitely one of those top places we love it for that reason you know the the thing that is a little different for me you know what I see that's slightly different now than than what we saw in the last boom is you know that it's not all construction based you know there's a lot of white collar jobs there's a lot of people that are leaving the the LAs and the Chicago's and coming here for that type of work and there's a lot of opportunity for that I mean we have you know microchips that are that are getting developed here and you know the expansion of Intel in the southeastern part of the the valley is just on fire you know with a lot of these white collar uh, young you know professional you know job opportunities it seems like all over the years as we've come to Phoenix and uh, I was just on the way to your office I I uh, was recanting to Andrew I drove by the first property I ever bought in Phoenix, which was a small apartment building. And wow, how much the area has changed and grown. And it's always been very diverse. When you look at any market, you want to make sure it's not just a, a one trick pony, right? There's one reason everyone comes there because that could change. So diversity here is huge. Talk about how you've seen who maybe who the client is change over the years. The, uh, you know, the, the client base has changed, you know, significantly as well. We had, you know, huge boom of Canadian investors you know, a number of years ago, you know, when the exchange rate, you know, kind of tipped in their favor, so yeah. to speak. 
you know, nowadays, you know, I mean, we we see investors from, you know, the large, you know, purchasers, you know, all the way down to these individuals that are just reaching out to us to say, you know, hey, how do we position ourselves for the long term benefit of our family? You know, so they're they're looking at a duplex or a fourplex, which we certainly can handle. And then like like I just said, the you know, those other investors are looking for that you know, that bigger return, which typically you can, you know, see or, or make happen, you know, a little easier with the, with the larger complex. Now, when you look at a property, are there properties that you decide it makes sense for you to renovate and just sell retail or is everything really geared towards the investor client? It really is geared to the investor client. So, I mean, if, if they come to us and say, hey, my goal is to turn this thing over in 12 months, I'm, I'm working with a, with a client from LA right now that they're looking to, to get into the market and get out very quickly. You know, and so we, we look at the, not only the property, but we look at the renovation and, and, you know, through that lens. So if they're not gonna, you know, carry this property for a long period of time, then maybe we're gonna, we're gonna renovate it slightly differently than, you know, if, we're, if he's gonna hold it for five years. I don't wanna put, yeah, we're not gonna do anything that's, that's not, you know, of quality, but I'm not gonna put a high-end cabinet in something that he's only gonna hold for, you know, maybe nine or 10 months. And what about the ranges of properties that you deal with? Areas, size, price, all of that? When I started out in the business, um, it was hard to, it wasn't a woman oriented business. And, you know, being 37 years ago, you know, I did a lot of distressed property. So, um, and that kind of was our focus, units under 50, fourplexes, duplexes, and really bad properties that we could help turn around. Yep. So we've kind of run the gamut of clients. I mean, I was a certified resolution trust corporation vendor, you yep. know, in the eighties. And um, so really we've managed lots of different types of properties from D to probably A. And we're here at your offices. I got the tour earlier. You own your building. That's great. You guys have been here six years. And so you continue to grow and that's awesome. How big of a geographic area? I mean, Phoenix is a big place. How large of the of the area do you cover? So we actually cover the pretty much the entire valley. So, you know, from Buckeye to even parts of Pinal County. So wow. into, you know, Casa Grande. And, uh, you know, we have a few investors that we represent even down into Arizona City. So it's, uh, you know, quite a range. And then north and south as well. So Maricopa, if you've heard of, of the, you know, that that portion of the valley, all the way up into the Anthem area, you know, we, we have, you know, investments all over the place. Uh, one of the reasons that we, I think we have the ability to do that effectively is we, we, we run our management company slightly differently than maybe a traditional firm would. Uh, and, and, you know, what Patty and I discussed when I came on board, you know, about 10 years ago, was you know how do we how do we effectively grow this business to serve our clients over the course of time and so one of the things that that we decided to do is rather than you know kind of dividing the property into four quadrants and saying okay Sally Joe manages this northwest area and Johnny manages this this southeast portion of the valley we kind of broke it apart to say you know what are the key pieces of management you know that have to be done and so we've departmentalized all of our services you know from leasing services to accounting services to maintenance and renovation services and so we don't have anybody in this office that just that does all things you know we don't have that jack of all trades master of none you know analogy you know we our leasing manager and our leasing agents that's all they do you know with our firm so if i got a property in buckeye and i also have a property in mesa it's not a big deal for them you know to handle both of those you know those markets because that's what they're focused on you know so they can really dive into into each one of those economies and, and each one of those those segments to see what's going to maximize the best return in those areas 
And the same thing goes for maintenance. So, you know, our, our maintenance dispatchers, that's all they do is field calls for maintenance and, you know, handle those tenants and dispatch our, you know, our technicians, you know, which we also have in-house. Which is interesting, right? That's, I think, uh, an advantage. But people have different philosophy on this. There are property managers that say, well, we only bring in a third party when we need the work done. And that way you're not paying for the overhead of having a team. The argument on this side is that, hey, when something needs to get done, I mean, you've got people right now that can go get it done. So talk about that part, the service part, when a resident has an issue, getting it handled quickly is important. Absolutely. So, you know, communication is key in all things, you know, so that our residents have the ability to submit uh, work order tickets or, or maintenance tickets, you know, via uh, the internet. They can do that through their their tenant portals. They can call in. One of the things that, again, Patty and I had discussed is, you know, setting up our office to kind of accommodate what the tenants need. Our philosophy actually is if you kind of drew a wheel, we would say that the tenants are the, the leaders or the drivers of that wheel. So without happy tenants, they're not paying the rent, which means we don't have happy owners, which then ultimately leads to us not getting anything. So we, we really focus on tenant service and making sure that they're responded to promptly. So. Our office hours, as I was getting ready to say, you know, we're actually open, you know, Monday through Friday to 7 p.m., you know, to allow our residents, you know, to get off of work if they're working their nine to five and still have an opportunity to come and engage with us and provide that service level that they deserve to them. We're also open on Saturdays as well from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Again, just allowing our residents, if they're looking to lease something over the weekend, you know, they have someone that they can actually call. It's not a, you know, oh, go to our website and, you know, we'll see you next week. Uh, you know, we actually really focus on the service to these residents. And, and, you know, I think that's been a big part of our success. Well, that's a critical factor when it comes to the durability of rent is if you don't have a happy client, the, the customer, the tenant, then there's going to be more turnover. They're not going to leave the places nicely. Right. So it's I think it's very smart to have that investment in customer service. You know, it's interesting when you look at property managers and you look at the peer to peer ratings or any of the online ratings, they're always rated poorly because the only people that ever bother to put any kind of thing online are the people that are really upset. And you can tell that when you read. But I was actually surprised you guys have pretty good ratings online. And a lot of advocates, a lot of tenants who are saying, wow, they take care of us. They get stuff done. So this is critical since it is the hardest part, the property management. That's what delivers the return that investors are after. You have to make sure your property manager is treating those folks well with respect, but tough love at the same time. Well, we've always tried to um, put a, a name to the face and not just say, oh yeah, you're 2021 unit number, whatever. Right. You know, this is Sally Jones. And I think that they really appreciate the personalized service. And, you know, again, being small, managing smaller things, you know, you have to provide service because you're not gonna be able to afford to give the free microwave or the free whatever, you know, out to the tenants. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, Patty, let's talk about tenant landlord law because the 50 states are completely different. Some are more tenant friendly, some are more landlord friendly. Tell us about Arizona. I think Arizona is pretty fair. It used to be pretty landlord oriented and then you know how the pendulum always swings, then it went back to tenant. And now I think it's pretty focused right in the middle. You know, I think if you have your ducks in a row and you know, you do your five day notices and your service process well, you know, um, people aren't getting, you know, two and three months free rent. It's just, you can do it in a month. Okay. So it's very helpful that way. So if a tenant stops paying and you're by the book, you can get them out in a reasonable period of time. Yes. If everything went exactly right and there were no, you know, no hiccups as far as service or, you know, having the process server serve them, in theory, you could get them out in 21 days. 
you know, sometimes the courts are backed up. So, you know, it might take the 30 days, but, you know, in general, you know, they're not there normally more than one month. How long does an average tenant stay in your portfolio? Well, since we're um, fee-based, you know, we try to have them renew their leases. And so I think, what do you think, Andrew? The average is probably two years. Yeah, I'd say it's probably We have some tenants that have been with us 10 years, but, you know, it really just depends. And some of them move with us you know i mean if we lose a property they you know follow us to the next property so you know i'm thinking in the average is probably two years which is pretty good this is a you know as a reputation being kind of a transient market not that people just move in and out all the time that certainly happens but also as their life changes they do want to move from a one bedroom to a two bedroom to a house or whatever the case may be and you guys have pretty wide variety single family to multi-family to all kinds of different unit types and sizes and shapes what is the range of rents in your portfolio. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, you know, we have some properties that that rent for probably close to $500, you know, that, you know, we're encouraging that investor to, to go in and make those improvements and get those rents up. But, you know, going through the last, you know, downturn in the market, we do still have some, you know, clients that are saying, you know, look, if, if, they're, if they're paying and it's stable, you know, I'm not rocking the boat, leave them the way they are. Uh, you know, we have rents upwards into the $2,000 a month range as well. So, you know, really, you know, across the board, it just depends on, you know, the product. Uh, you know, you can have apartments, you know, they're renting, you know, really high if it's in the right area of town. You know, obviously the single family homes, you know, generally, you know, get those, those higher revenues. We're talking with Patty Hussey and Andrew Thruston about the Phoenix market and what they do. We'll come back and find out more. Plus, we'll play real estate trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. Having trouble finding deals where the numbers make sense? Invest in an asset class that delivers cash flow to you in good times and bad, and where most of that cash flow is tax-free. I'm Dave Zook. Many of you have heard me speak at Real Estate Guys events or heard me on their podcast. My team is a top five ATM operator in the country, and right now accredited investors can make cash flow returns well into the double digits and get huge tax deductions. For your free report on this lucrative asset class, email atm at realestateguysradio.com. Real Estate Guys listeners, are you tired of losing real estate deals due to financing issues? Have you had enough of waiting on banks, lenders, and investor groups to fund new projects? What if there were a way to eliminate all the hassle and invest in real estate on your own terms? I'm here to tell you there is. Patrick Donahoe here from Paradigm Life. I'm an Investopedia top 100 most influential financial advisor, and I recently wrote a best-selling book about the financial strategy that changed my entire investment model, and the one that could change yours. To get a copy of my book for free and learn how you can maximize your real estate portfolio by acting as your own bank, send an email to mybank at realestateguysradio.com. Don't make another real estate deal without reading my book first. Email mybank at realestateguysradio.com now to get your copy for free. Hi, this is Lawrence Yuan, Chief Economist with National Association of Realtors, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks so much for tuning into the show today, however you've done that, whether it's on the radio or the podcast or some other way. 
Hey, if you've ever thought about doing bigger deals using other people's money, well then it's time to come out to the Secrets of Successful Syndication. We do it twice a year. It's coming up in March in Dallas, Texas. All the details at realestateguysradio.com. We're talking to Andrew and Patty from PJ Hussey today about the Phoenix, Arizona market. Before we get back to that discussion, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question, which of course has something to do with the very market we're in. As soon as you hear the question and know the answer, send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. You want to include your name, the answer to the question, and your mailing address. Because if you're the winner, we're going to send you an awesome book called Passionistas, Tips, Tales, and Tweetables from Women Pursuing Their Dreams. That can be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week, it was Ask the Guys. In fact, it was Ask the Guys Part 2. So many questions have come in that uh, we did two shows in a row. And we asked this last week, name the tallest building in Colorado. Well, folks from Denver knew it was the Republic Plaza which is in Denver. It's 714 feet tall or 717, depending on who you listen to. With 56 floors, the building was completed in 1984. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Arizona is home to several professional sports teams, as Russ alluded to earlier in the program, including, of course, the Arizona Cardinals from the NFL, the Arizona Diamondbacks from Major League Baseball, and the National Basketball Association's Phoenix Suns. Arizona used to have a professional lacrosse team that was part of the National Lacrosse League. What were they called? Yeah, what was the Phoenix lacrosse team named? Now, they were a professional team. They only played in Arizona for four or five seasons. But if you know or just want to take a guess, send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, the name of the Arizona lacrosse team, and your mailing address. Because if you're the winner, we're going to send you passionistas, tips, tales, and tweetables from women pursuing their dreams. That's today's real estate trivia question. We're in Phoenix, Arizona at the offices of PJ Hussey. And this is awesome to really dig in and find out what you guys do. 37 years of the business. Patty, that's a long time. And uh, being a seasoned professional, what are the things that you look for when uh, deciding if a client makes sense for you? And by client, now I'm talking about the investor. So one, investors want to make sure that you're the right team. What makes a great client for you? Well, focusing on, you know, on their product and, you know, keeping service, you know, in mind, you know, some of the clients will say, oh, well, don't provide any service. I don't want to spend the money. But then if you don't spend the money, then your tenant is unhappy, then the tenant leaves, and then you have more expense because you have to get it rent ready again. So, you know, you have to kind of balance that out. You know, the investor has to be one that is willing to work with you and take your recommendations and then also be cognizant of what do the tenants need. Yeah, that's so important. And, and I know you've got a lot of folks that they'll come buy a property and then another and then another. And over time, they become great clients. But there's a lot of probably first timers, too. So what do you wish that people coming to you knew in advance or maybe that, you know, you would counsel uh, an investor that they really need to know before they come to Phoenix? You know, I think the I'll, I'll take this one. So I, I think the, <laughs> the biggest thing for for us is to, you know, come to a property manager first, you know, come talk to me as you're buying the property. Because ultimately, we're the ones, as you've said time and time again, that are going to be boots on the ground handling all of your issues. 
you know, no disrespect to any brokers out there, but obviously, you know, they want to get the deal closed, you know, and they're not necessarily looking at what are the headaches going to be once it records. So, you know, I, I just encourage any investor to get with a property manager right from the get go, allow us to go in there and do those inspections, allow us to go in there and identify, you know, what issues are going to come up so that we can educate them and consult them through that process and say, hey, you know what, there, there's two alleyways, you know, that surround this property that are very poorly lit. You know, you're probably going to have a higher transient issue or you're probably going to have slightly more crime in, in those types of areas. And not that that's something you have to run away from, but you just need to be aware of it and prepare for it. So, you know, when you're building your budgets, you know, you, you, we can add lighting to the outside of the property or we can put covered parking in with lighting or something along those lines. Uh, or, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, we have brokers that get a little upset with us, but, you know, we'll actually advise clients not to buy the property, you know, because we're vetting, you know, that individual investor, you know, we're going to say, you know, look, this is probably a little bit more stressful than than you're capable of handling. And, you know, we encourage you to, you know, to find another property. That's a gold nugget there, right? There's some properties that you guys might shy away from, but you have a pretty wide um, portfolio, but understand the client's needs. That's huge. We always say, for whatever reason, people find the property and then they say, here's the property. And you're like, oh my gosh, why'd you buy that? So all <laughs> any market, talk to the property manager first. You know, we do love real estate brokers, but their job is not to vet the durability of the income. That's beyond their capability. They're looking for what makes sense right now, what's available, what the price range, what the people can afford, and they're gonna guesstimate at the rent. We all know that whatever the current tenant is paying may or may not have anything to do with market. So you have to look ahead and say, all right, in this market right now, for what we can sign somebody up for a one-year lease, this is gonna be the rate. And if you don't have that rate in your pro forma, it's not going to work. If the broker says, oh yeah, we get 1200 for these and they talk to you guys and you go, ah, 895, that's a big difference. So that's, that's a gold nugget right there. Always talk to the property management company first. Now, because you guys do both, you have an opportunity for folks who are looking for properties where you come in and you find the properties and you do that work. If someone's thinking Phoenix sounds good, what's kind of the next steps there? Well, call me. That's the, that's the next step. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, honestly, I mean, just really genuinely reach out. You know, I mean, we need to have a conversation about what your needs are. Uh, you know, how much, you know, how large of a property you're looking to take on, you know, what's your appetite for, you know, distressed properties, uh, you know, for, for some of you folks that may not know that, you know, Sunny Slope, we have an investor that's buying a project in Sunny Slope and we had that conversation with him to say, you know, this is a slightly more challenging part of Phoenix, you know, than, you know, maybe the central corridor. Yeah. We just really want to consult, you know, that investor and, and just come alongside them and make sure that they're getting what they ultimately want. Yeah. Love that. Now you guys put together a great report that has a bunch of diverse information on what's happening right now in Phoenix. And so before we're done, I will tell you to get a copy of that. But you guys are in the market. You see it all the time. But, you know, as you mentioned about the mayor and so forth, um, there are things that are happening all the time. Talk about what's in the report. So the big thing for Arizona, I think just migration, you know, it's just it's just staggering the number of people that are coming here every day. I mean, I've read different reports that say, you know, over 200 people are moving to Arizona literally every day of the week. Uh, our development is just on fire. You know, there there's something like 11,000 homes or apartment units, I should say, that are getting developed currently. And there we're in need for like 15,000 more, you know, so the, that's not slowing down anytime soon. And, and if you look at that and say, oh my gosh, maybe they're going to overdevelop, you know, you, you got to look at the whole picture to say, you know, look, our, our job market is just, is just on fire. It's, it's exploding. 
you know, more and more and more people are coming in here. So many more people are looking for, you know, that apartment style, you know, living with the amenities where they can, you know, as they say in the industry, lock and leave, you know, they, they just want to lock up the apartment and take off and, and not have to worry about the maintenance and those types of things. So, you know, the, the economy as a whole is just, is just really growing uh, leaps and bounds, you know, through the, the development of, of multifamily and, and the migration. Yeah, the demand is strong. We always look for supply, demand, and balance. Right now, that's definitely, well, you can say it's in, in your favor that there's this big demand, but that creates an issue, right? Prices are up. Rents yeah. don't always keep up with that. So when you're in a competitive market, what are some of the things that you guys have figured out to do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one, it, be aware. I mean, you, you have to be very educated. And in a market like this, you know, you're you're going to end up dealing with a lot of individuals that are that are maybe trying to force you into to a deal. You really want to make sure that you're you're doing all of your homework and due diligence. Uh, obviously, as you said, I mean, cap rates are, are suppressed. You know, I mean, they're, we're really just you know dealing with a challenging market. One of the things that we've been able to do, though, is you know look at properties uh, as an example. I'll give you a perfect example. One of our projects is is down in Central Phoenix. It was a two-story, 18-unit apartment complex that when we went in and evaluated the deal, we said, you know, due to some zoning overlays that the city has allowed, we can actually tear the roof off of this two-story building and develop 10 additional units on top of it. Wow. Uh, so pretty neat project. So we, we actually are, you know, well underway, cleared all of our, ins- our rough-in inspections, you know, to this point uh, and are planning to have that thing operational by the end of the year. You know, we, we look at those types of opportunities and say, hey, is it is it a large piece of land that we can add units to? Is it a, you know, one, a bunch of one bedrooms that we can convert into twos? Is it a bunch of studios that we can convert into ones? You know, how can we look at this property and say, you know, although the performa is, is so to speak, average, you know, how do we how do we look at this and make it, you know, above average? How do we take advantage of that deal? Well, and of course, you guys were at the last syndication event we did. We had CPA Tom Wheelwright there. And uh, one of the case studies we learned about was a situation where a fairly average performance turned into a pretty great performance after taxes. So that's beyond the uh, <laughs> this show to talk about taxes. But it's just one of those things to consider when you have folks that are maybe coming out of an exchange or interested in, in you know adding to their portfolio. A lot to think about there. Let's talk opportunity zones for a minute. Um, that's kind of a hot topic now. Are you guys doing anything in that space? We have a couple of investors that are looking in opportunity zones. We haven't done a ton, you know, of, of placement into opportunity zones. But as we're educating ourselves, we're trying to educate our, our clients at the same time. Yeah, still very early. But uh, just looking at the map, I noticed there's some some good opportunity zone areas here. You know the area better than I. I don't know that there's that doesn't always translate to an opportunity right now. But uh, certainly something to keep your eyes on. Absolutely. So let's uh, talk about the report. If you want a copy of this uh, market report, it's a short to the point, but some really good stuff. I got some good clarity in the market uh, by reading through it. Uh, all you have to do is send an email to phoenix at realestateguysradio.com and you'll get a copy of this report. Plus, they'll get your contact information so they can reach out and get you on the phone. And and uh, again, you guys don't hide behind a website. You're very available. Your properties here in a big corner and people walk in and meet with you and so forth. So if people come to Phoenix, talk about how that might work. Someone says, I, I want to come spend some time in the marketplace. What would you have them see? You know, I'd, I'd love to show many of our existing projects. You know, we have a number of people on our team that are here ready and able to, to come alongside you and, and walk you through some of these investments. If you're looking at single family, we can sit down and show you, you know, maybe some example performas and, and you know, what we're able to do in this market for that. If you're looking to come in and take advantage of more of that multifamily renovation, you know, piece, then we can absolutely walk you through, you know, one of the, I think we're, I think we actually have 47 active projects under construction right now. So, wow. you know, we could, we'd be happy to walk you through any one of those 
units as well and and just show you around the valley we, yeah. we'd love to do it that's awesome you do have to kick the dirt you have to see a market to understand it now there is a niche that you guys are in which is kind of cool to talk about you know mom and pop investors buy single family houses and fourplexes and that kind of stuff and then a lot of people want to go buy two three five hundred units and they come to our syndication event and learn how to do that but there's kind of this middle ground where the big players aren't that interested but it's maybe a bit of a reach for mom and pop investor so these apartments that are 10 10, 20, 50 units. Talk about that niche here in Arizona. You know, that's really where we found our footing. I mean, that's what we specialize in a lot. So, you know, again, because we have those units that you may not put an on-site manager on, yep. you know, those particular properties are the ones where you really have to kind of change the model a little bit. And that's what we've done. So that's why we geared our, our business model around having those different individual uh, division. So, you know, having the leasing division and the maintenance division and in those different divisions allows us to serve those, you know, 40 to 50 unit apartment complexes where, you know, you don't really have the budget for, you know, a full-time on-site staff. Yeah. And it's a unique part of the business because of that. And having been through that I and mean, into the management side of that, every state is different in terms of the number of units that require an on-site manager. Is there a requirement here by the number of units, Patty? Um, not really. Um, I, really, you have to evaluate the property and see how long have the tenants been there? What's the neighborhood like? You know, are you going to have a lot of transient traffic? Maybe you don't need to have an on-site manager, but maybe you have need to have an on-site groundskeeper that, you know, picks up every day because you're by an alley or, you know, whatever. So you just have to, you know, allow us to evaluate you know, let's interview the tenants. Let's see what happens. What is the neighborhood like? You know, do you really have to have someone on site? You know, if you don't, well, then certainly it helps your portfolio if you're adding another rent to your income. So, you know, it really just depends. You have to evaluate each situation, I think, individually. Every market's also different in terms of what kind of existing stock is. And having spent time in this market, there are more of those types of properties available, which gives you a great opportunity. And this is the challenge is the, the management side. So, um, if you're interested in that, if you've got to the point where you're maybe Fannie and Freddie'd out and you're looking to get into something, but you don't want to do 300 units, a lot of good opportunity here. Absolutely. All right. So parting uh, comments here. Uh, again, if folks want to get a, the report, they should do that and that'll give them your contact details. But just lessons learned, things that you guys have figured out over the time. We've got a lot of listeners that are new to real estate investing, some that certainly haven't invested in this area before. What are the things you wish you knew or the things that you've learned uh, over time here? I would have to say that, you know, we're actually crime-free certified and you know I've learned a lot about light and environmental design um, I think that it's been very educational you know you can look at a property and say you know just adding light is gonna make a major difference on this property so I mean I think just um, how to overcome some of the obstacles of transients or you know a, a bad area yeah. has made a big difference for that's me. awesome yeah I, I would you know go right along that as well I mean maybe trusting tenants uh, you know you when you first get started in this business especially as you referred to like the mom and pops you know you want to believe everything that they tell you and unfortunately you just can't. Uh, you know, you still have to treat it as a business and you need to make sure that you're not getting taken advantage of. And that's why it's so important to hire a property management company. You know, we, we we're looking at another investment right now, you know, for a client that, you know, they put on-site staff and they did all this extra stuff and, and the, this particular owner isn't making anything. I mean, they, they're losing money on this investment, Ouch. Uh, you know, because they're, they're just kind of blindly, you know, following what's being fed to them and they're not really educating themselves in the market. So I, I would just tell you, you know, to make sure that you do your homework, do your due diligence, find somebody that you can trust, you know, and then just absolutely go all in. 
Awesome. Well, it's great uh, having you guys on the program. Thanks for opening up your office to the show, and uh, we appreciate having you with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. There's Patty and Andrew. More when we come back from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Are you achieving everything you want in life? What if there was a time-tested way for you to get everything you've dreamed of? The most successful people in life set goals and keep themselves accountable. But how? The good news is that it's not rocket science. You too can learn the skills and unleash the motivation that will create success in your life. And now is the time. Hi, this is Robert Helms, and I'd like to personally invite you to attend Create Your Future, the 2020 Goals Retreat, January 17th to 19th in beautiful Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. This unique weekend has been called phenomenal, inspirational, and life-changing by the thousands of people that have attended. Hear from some of them and find out more at realestateguysradio.com under events or call 888-489-7723, extension 18. Get your life back on track physically, spiritually, and financially. Attend the 2020 Goals Retreat on the third weekend of the new year. Click events at realestateguysradio.com to register. This is no dress rehearsal. Live the life you were meant to. Visit realestateguysradio.com or call 888-489-7723, extension 18, today. When it comes to successful rental property investing, it pays to be picky. Pick the right markets, pick profitable properties, and pick great property management. That's easier said than done, but we've got great news. Jerry Curran and his rock star team at Mid-South Homebuyers are going strong in Memphis, Tennessee, and Little Rock, Arkansas, too. So for a top-notch turnkey single-family home rental property, whether you're a new investor or have a large portfolio already, pick Terry Kerr and Mid-South for a truly A-plus investing experience. To learn more, send an email to Mid-South at realestateguysradio.com. That's Mid-South at realestateguysradio.com. This is Brad Sumrock, and over the past 16 years, I've helped thousands of people invest profitably in real estate. I specialize in helping people syndicate large apartment buildings so that they can be business owners and investors. And with the new Trump tax laws, apartment investors are positioned now better than ever before to pay even less in taxes. To find out more, send an email to apartmentsnow at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, I'm Nomi Prinz, author of Collusion. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks so much for tuning into the show today. Tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys, and we're happy to tell lots of our Real Estate Guys listeners about Patty and Andrew. That was awesome. Yeah, I think there's a couple of really strong takeaways. Obviously, my favorite one is when you go into a market and you're looking to get a property, the first person you should be talking to is the property manager. We've been talking about that for years on this show. Uh, And that was one of the first secrets that I learned when uh, we started working together, Robert, how important it was to go in there. Because ultimately, the property manager's success, their own personal success is predicated on how big their portfolio is and how well it's performing. That is a perfect alignment of goals. And so when you go in there and you allow them to help you put things into their portfolio that make them successful, by default, you are successful. And that really rolls into what I think is the second gold nugget, which is when you ask them what makes a great client, and that's somebody that actually takes advice. 
you know, the challenge is a lot of successful people, high earners, are people that are basically A students. They're experts. They're used to being the smartest person in the room. They tend to micromanage their portfolio uh, because real estate attracts people who want to be hands-on. Otherwise, they would just turn all their money over to a Wall Street money manager and forget about it. So typically, when people make the move and decide to get involved in real estate, they get a lot involved in real estate. The problem is for you A students out there, if you get over-involved in real estate, then you're trying to dictate to the professional how to do their job. And I'll tell you, that's a huge mistake. Uh, You ultimately have to make the decision. You have to live with the decision, but learn to listen very carefully to people who are qualified to give you their opinion about where the opportunities in a market are, about how a property can be optimized. You don't want to over-improve. We've seen many investors try to take C-class properties and turn them into B or A-class properties, and they're just never, that neighborhood is never going to attract the demographic, and all they do is just throw money down the toilet. Conversely, as I believe either Patty or Andrew mentioned, is that you can actually not provide enough value in a property to attract the right demographic. And so that sweet spot, that optimal point where you've put in the right amount of money, you're providing the right amount of service that's right for the particular neighborhood and demographic you're trying to attract. The only person who's really going to know that is that guy or gal that is living in the streets on a day-to-day basis, talking to those uh, tenants, competing for their business, if you will, and knowing exactly what needs to be offered to them to attract it. And if, if you don't listen to them, then then you're doing yourself and them a huge disservice. You're not setting them up for success. I thought those were two gold nuggets that I, I just hope people really walk away from and put into practice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just the years in the seat, right? Seat knowledge of managing properties in the area has certainly given them uh, a great uh, competitive advantage. But the construction side is also fascinating. Walking through their offices and seeing kind of the two divisions and how they manage the workload and, you know, knowing what, how much work needs to be done. When Andrew said, you know, sometimes a rental property doesn't really need that much. Well, most folks who are in the construction business aren't going to see it that way, right? They're going to want to bid for as much work as possible. But these guys understand because they're on both sides of the fence, it's not just about, you know, getting the house perfect. It's about making sure that the value proposition is correct. You spend enough money to make a return, but not so much that you're throwing away money. Well, this is just the basic concept that a person in a property management position is viewing both sides of the relationship, the relationship with the tenant and the marketplace and the relationship with the investor in the long term. Uh, There was some talk about real estate brokers and real estate brokers are very transactional based. They think short term. It doesn't mean they're wrong, but that's just the mentality. It's like get in, do a deal and leave. The best real estate agents think the long term and they invest in the relationship and sometimes they'll lose a deal or they'll take a lesser uh, compensation or whatever they need to do to make something happen to stay in the relationship long term. But I would say that that is the exception, not the rule. Property managers have a, a longer view, and and so when you realize that they're thinking that way, and you marry that to your point, Robert, to the construction again, same thing. It's project based. Most people in the construction business uh, are two ships passing in a night. I have a big construction need; they come in, 
we do a deal, they want to get as much business as possible and move on to the next customer. Unless you're big enough that you're doing regular deals and they're thinking about you in the long term, they're typically thinking about you just as a transaction. Property management, by definition, is a relationship. And I think of all the aspects of real estate, it's probably the most focused naturally by the compensation model to have the property managers always be thinking about the long term. That's why they're they're great partners. And if you look at the property manager, not as a disposable component, but as somebody that you're really partnering with to make money in a marketplace, then then you will end up becoming the client they love to serve. And I think you'll find out that the service that you get will be exceptional, both in terms of of finding the right deals, improving it to the optimal point, and then managing it for the long term. So you build a good reputation in a given marketplace as a great landlord. If you want to find out more about the Phoenix marketplace and what's going on here, just send an email to phoenix at realestateguysradio.com. You'll get this great report from Patty and Andrew. A lot of good stuff stuff going on about the uh, trends and then you'll be able to get their contact information if you want to talk to them specifically hey as we round the end of the year uh, if you're looking for that last minute holiday gift an amazing gift is the gift of goals and in january it is our annual goals retreat it's called create your future and uh, this is an event like no other. You know, when you're living your life and you're investing your portfolio and you're deciding how to invest both your money, your time, your energy, your focus, uh, everything that you're doing, it's all got to be predicated on a vision, on what it is you're trying to create and how you want to live. And most of us have that, but it's rough. And it's just kind of this foggy thing out there and we're experimenting. And, and the problem is life is short. And because life is short, if you spend too much time wandering around in the wilderness trying to figure out who you are, what you want, what you really want, what you're willing to do to get it, what you're not willing to do to get it. There's a lot of trial and error. And that means a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted money, a lot of hurt feelings. Just There's just so many things that go wrong. When you master the art of blueprinting or designing and imagineering any project, whether you're building a house, building a portfolio, or building a life, you have better positioned to be able to waste less time, be more focused, make better decisions. And so I can't think of anything more important than spending two and a half days at the beginning of a new year to get quiet, get away from the daily grind, to go through a, a designed exercise, a proven process, Robert, that you take people through, to allow them to walk out of the room with with clearly defined goals, with a clearly defined mission, vision, values, personal, and then everything else they do builds upon that. Even if the people feel like they have that already, I mean, isn't that important enough to come back and double check every once in a while and make sure, am I still on track? Am I still the same person I was when I set these goals however long ago? I mean, things change in life. Relationships change, your health changes, you end up with money or less money. I mean, the marketplace has changed. And as all these different things change, then sometimes you have to readjust what you're aiming at and the path that you're taking to get there. So this is a great opportunity to go through that process. I encourage everybody listening to go to realestateguysradio.com, click on the events page, go to create your future, take a look at it, set aside those two and a half days, come to Las Vegas and just get recentered, refocused and ready to have a fabulous 2020. George Elliott said, it's never too late to be what you might've been. And this is the time. So check it out. And a big thanks to both Patty and Andrew for sharing their time, opening their offices to us today and sharing the Phoenix marketplace. It's the holiday season. Enjoy this time of year. And until next week, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. 
Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.